Welcome back to another episode of Hear Me Out. Welcome back to another episode of Hear Me Out. Today's guest is none other than Matthew Costello. Welcome. Hello, hello. What's going on? (laughs) I'm so excited. Let's talk a little bit briefly about how we met. Matthew, take it away. Yeah, first off, thanks for having me on the podcast. Oh my gosh, of course. Thank you for coming. I'm so happy to be on the here. Podcast. Only took four trains to get here, but well. and a broken down subway, but Jesus <laughs> I'm kidding. We met because you are dating my brother. <laughs> and that has brought us together. I really admire you for so many reasons and I like yeah, I, I feel like I look up to you at this point. Okay, wait, <laughs> I wasn't ready at all. <laughs> Ironically enough, though, you knew like my cousins before you knew me years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I did theater with them. Yeah. Olivia. and Yeah, I think we were technically in the same backyard for my cousin's graduation party without knowing each other first, though. I think that was yeah. Before you met my brother. Yes. Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure the whole thing was like you were at, I don't know, was it like Nadine's graduation or Olivia's? Oh, you're so right. No, I I remember this party. I don't know who I, I think I was there with my ex, with Nadina. Yeah, and like that friend group, because they were all, yes. Devin. Yes, yes. You know Devin? Yeah. Shout out Devin. Wow, he listens to this ever. But (laughs) yeah, so I just think it's ironic that you were always kind of there in my family circle for like a hot second. (laughs) (laughs) And then... We conjoined once. That's I met awesome. Nick, so, what are the odds? <laughs> like, I feel like the way that people meet is so weird. Yeah. It's it's always like it's never expected, right. you know. But I, you know, things are always so much closer than you think they are. I agree, and I feel like the more you get to know people and the more experiences you have, like the world just gets smaller and smaller. I know, and that's why it's always important to you know be polite to people and respect others because you never know where it can come back and who's connected to who. Yeah, for sure. Next, I want to talk about our pit and peak in sixty. As always, your highs, your lows. Mm-hmm. Sixty seconds. Sure. Here we go. Ready and go. Okay. The low of this week, right? Right. The low of this week was Friday night. I felt like I had a complete, like, ego death in no. one night. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> Most time people get ego deaths from, like, psychedelics and stuff. I was sober. Okay. And this night I just, I, I went through a lot. Um, but the same night was my peak. Oh. Because, oh, sorry, that was the pit. Yes. The same night was the peak. Love that. Because I then channeled it completely into a song. And I stayed up till three, four in the morning and just like, I got everything out that needed to come out. And for the first time, I felt like I was like sitting with my emotions when I was in a, a bad state of mind. You oh, know? Matthew, that's amazing. Yeah. So Friday night, pit and peak. 20 seconds left. That was awesome. Damn. All yeah. right. Maybe I can go grab a beer then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was awesome. I loved that yours was like within the same night, like the same time frame yeah. of like your high and your low and how it all kind of came full circle for the best. Yeah. Yeah, it did. I was I was grateful that that could happen. You know, creativity and like artistry is one of those things that can yeah. like it has so much to do with your life and with who you are as a person yeah. that in in the same night you can be high and low, you know? Amazing. Okay, I'm going to time myself. Okay. 60 seconds. Okay. Pit and peak. Go. 
Okay. I think I've mentioned this before in other episodes, but I'm continuously on the job hunt and I was getting a little discouraged yesterday because I thought I had maybe something lined up or I was in a good spot in this like application process and I was connecting with the right people and then I kind of got a no and I was like, another one. So I was feeling a little discouraged. Um, the other day. However, I'm trying to maintain high hopes because I feel like the right job will come at the perfect time for me. So I'm just trying to keep that in mind. And then I suppose my peak would be... Why can't I think of a happy thing that happened to me this week? (laughs) Really got to jog your memory. No, actually, I feel like... I didn't do it. Oh my God, that was the first time. Time is up. All right, you'll never know what my peak you'll is. Never know what Moving the peak on. Is. Just the pit. <laughs> just the pit this week. No, I'll just briefly say I feel like I've been on a roll with recording episodes, and it's something that I genuinely look forward to. I love having conversations with people, and I love that I'm putting work into something I'm passionate about, and yeah. I want to see the end result. So, like, I'm happy to be sitting here with you. That's my peak. <laughs> Maybe we should make it two minutes because yeah, that was beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's a great peak. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so now I want to transition to the main segment of today, which is going to be so freaking fun. I'm so excited to talk about this. It's going to be taboos in the music industry. Okay. I have an expert sitting with me, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited. So before we get into it, can you give a little background into Sunday Dinner? Because you are the member of a band called Sunday Dinner, how you got started, who's involved, and maybe just like where you're at right now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Sunday dinner is something that like has changed a lot in the past couple of years. We established it in 2020, and that was the height of COVID. And that pretty much brought out a very, uh, it brought out a very interesting like flavor to Sunday dinner. Because at the time, it was the two of us. It was me and, and my partner, Nick, um, who was also my roommate in college. And suddenly, like, we ended up making music together all the time, but we had, like, greater aspirations. We were always looking for, like, what was next and, mm-hmm. and what it could be. Um, so we actually went down the band route once we brought Joe and Vince into the project while also maintaining that side of us uh, where we also write, or, or sorry, where we also wrote for other artists and where we also produce for other artists. But suddenly, now that we've all graduated college, we've spent some time with Sunday Dinner and we've seen um, its limitations. We've seen like the highs and the lows. And now that we've seen those things, we've transferred to a record label. And so we, we wanna become like our own record label. We've established our own LLC. Um, we wanna sign our own artists, which we'll write and produce for. So that's one side of Sunday Dinner that's never changed okay. um, since the start. But the side of it that has changed is the band. So we've all made this agreement to be like, we will absolutely play um, if one of our artists that we sign uh, goes on tour or something like that. Or, you know, we're also signed to our own record label. Yeah. So if <laughs> so I cool. go on tour, if Matthew Costello should go on tour... Then you're like signed technically with Sunday dinner. Yes. Okay. I actually just signed the contract like last week. And like wow. it's funny because like the contract said Matthew Costello is signing to Sunday dinner <laughs> via Matthew Costello. Oh you know what God, I mean? Yeah. So it's like I'm signing to myself, but um that's because we are all artists as well as producers, as well as people who want to be on the front end and the back end. You know, um we we're pretty like well versed in that way, I think. Amazing. Yeah. You guys are so talented and I've gone to a few gigs. I've gotten to hear your band collectively play at different locations and like just watch your sound develop and it's 
incredible. I think Thank it's you. amazing. Thank you. So, of course, I found an article that I want to give a quote of the episode to get us started, um, where it kind of focused on protest music and how that helps some people understand like taboo topics and things that are maybe not as easily spoken about, but it's easier to relay in music. Sure. So there's a quote of the episode, which is, gun violence, racism, and mental health are issues we should care about, but they aren't always easy to discuss. Music can help. So going off of that, I think music has the power to really unite people. Do you think, as an artist, do you have a duty to reflect the times? No. No, I don't think so in any way. Mm, Um, And the reason why is because we are creative human beings, right? And when I say we, I mean like us songwriters and, and creativity is this massive spectrum that I've like just started to like equate myself with. And I think that, that creativity doesn't always have to be something that is for a purpose. If a painter takes like a, a, a blob of paint and throws it onto a canvas, that's not necessarily to make any sort of like activist statement, right? right? It's sort of an expression of that person's feeling mm-hmm. or or whatever they're they're going through at the time if we start to think about the purpose of our art while we're making it it's going to really hinder the creative process i think we're going to make worse art and we're going to make less intentional art so if you, you're saying if i'm understanding like if you almost think too much yeah you like lose the direction you are trying to head in exactly okay. exactly and that direction doesn't always have to be defined and what i'm saying i think more of is if you try to define that direction before you start it's going to be a problem okay. but i think that by the same token right because there's always like two sides to the coin i think music more so than anything else can have the power to make a change right. you know the power like not to be corny no but, like it's true. the power to like change people's minds and that's because music is the universal language and i've like i've gotten to see that like firsthand you know like right. i i've i've worked with um i've worked with people who were non-english speakers they were native like spanish speakers and i did not speak Spanish at all, mm-hmm. but I still was able to teach them music uh, and satisfy my boss because <laughs> <laughs> because music was the universal language, and so That's I was able so to teach. Cool. Yeah, I got to see it. I got to see it. It was really cool. Yeah, so I think to some degree, like kind of like how you said, maybe artists, you know, they don't necessarily always have to make music for a certain purpose, but it's a language that anyone can relate to and then maybe take away certain messages depending on whatever situation you're in or whatever mood you're feeling like it can play so many roles right right yeah absolutely so what is your songwriting process like what inspires you where do you create lyrics from i think this is just so interesting and i'm interested in it because when I was younger, I would sit with a notebook, maybe like 12 years old, and be like, I'm going to write a song. And I'd sit there, and I'd throw some lyrics down. Meanwhile, I can't play anything, so like there was no music ever. It was only in my head. And I just realized like how hard it is. And so maybe for anyone who's also like an aspiring songwriter or someone who just has an interest in like producing music, how do you come up with lyrics? It's funny you, you say like when you were 12 years old, you you were curious to write songs and like that's that's what I've been trying to channel lately is my inner 12 year old like it's because when you are able to let curiosity lead the process then like that's where the real art comes from you know so so like if I were to talk about my songwriting process like the only thing that I know that I can have control of 
is sitting down in the chair every day. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. I know that if I wake up, if I do my morning routine, check in with my body, check in with my mind, see how I feel, and then sit in the chair by 9.30 every morning, then something will happen, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and if I don't, I know about myself, I've figured out that I don't like to be busy. I, I really don't like to have a crazy, like, jam-packed schedule because I used to do that all the time. And now that I've stopped doing that, I think I've allowed myself to have that that higher tier of, like, creativity on top of, like, just well-being in general so my songwriting process is so it's so unpredictable it's so unpredictable it's just as long as i'm in the chair every day i know something will happen i i know that i'll sit down and i know that i'll i'll be inspired enough based off of whatever i'm going through in my life you know i wake up the first thing that i do in the morning is go for a walk i go for like a 15 minute walk and that's that's enough inspiration for the rest of the day and then you do yoga right i do yoga too yeah. yeah Yeah, just because when you when you sit in the chair for that long, oh, like yeah. all day, you really need to, like I don't know. I I feel like at the end of the day, you'll just be hurting. Absolutely, but you like, you like physically and mentally prepare for like the songwriting process. Yeah, I also feel like hearing you speak right now, you're so self aware. I feel like you are so self aware and like just like for your age, you know how you just graduated college. Like there's a lot of people who are still like just trying to figure themselves out not saying like you have it all together maybe you don't feel like that either but I just feel like it's a very mature thing to be so self-aware of like I need to mentally prepare for my day I need to physically prepare for my day but then more so actually taking the steps to then do that right right I I told my parents like before I went to college I was like I'm not going to pursue music education because that feels like the safe route to me and not to knock on anybody who has pursued that route it's just personally like I didn't I didn't feel comfortable doing that with my life sure. now that they see me treating this like a nine to five every day I like I can only hope that they like can kind of see like oh like he's actually serious about that like this is not like just a hobby or right. something like that you know if you want to go back to artist responsibility mm-hmm. I think that it's actually an, an artist's responsibility to put themselves in the chair every day and to treat art like it's a nine to five and I mean that loosely yeah I mean like treat it with the same degree of seriousness right. that you treat your job get in the chair at the same time every day right. and and allow yourself to uh have that structure to your life because like creativity is is really nothing without structure I don't think you know you need structure you need the same way that you need balance in everything in life you need balance between creativity and structure. Yeah, and I think it's going off of what you're saying too. You can't just be like, well, I want to make it big and I want to be a songwriter and kind of wait for it to happen. Like going back to like you're putting the work in, like you are treating it like it's your full-time job right now and you have to put the work in to be successful. Yeah, you really do. You really do. And like it's one of those things that seems like it doesn't need that much work. Like you could just chill, you can get to the studio and like you just hang out and stuff. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you got to ask yourself, like, what did I actually do today? You right. know, what did I what did I get done? And I don't know. So that's why it's important to treat it like a job. Yeah. And I think you also have, like, the dedication, the perseverance to, like, get there. It's almost probably human nature for people to want something so bad, but see how much it entails yeah. and then be discouraged. <clears throat> and from what I've noticed so far, like you have like pushed through every barrier to just get in the chair and like be proud of something you produced by 5 p.m. You know what right. I mean? Right. Like I feel like that's <laughs> like the difference. Like you are so persistent in 
your job right now. Yeah. And I think that's admirable. Thank you. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. For anyone who is an aspiring songwriter yeah. or singer or performer, can you shed some light on how you stay authentic in your music? Because this is another thing that I'm curious about. Like there are millions of songs out there, new ones that don't sound like any other songs every day being produced. Mm-hmm. How do you make your music original? Mm. So the first question I think was like, how how do you remain true yes. to what you're saying? Mm-hmm. That's hard. That's, That's a good really question, hard. Because eh? <laughs> like sometimes, um, you know, the the first song that we put out in Sunday Dinner, like Still Want My Love, that is an example of a song that we didn't experience. Um, we didn't actually go through that night that the song describes or that those emotions that the song okay. describes. It was sort of, uh, we started out with writing about my Starbucks cup. And that was sort of one of those things to just open up the creative like flow in the studio that night. And that allowed us to to then like channel some sort of other experience that that we can imagine having, you know, and like right. that worked for us at the time. Now that doesn't work for me. Okay. I don't know why. Mm. I, I just I have to write about personal experiences. Okay. If I have one personal experience, I could write fifty songs about it. And the reason right. why is because in each personal experience, like there have to be like multiple emotions that come up. You know what I mean? There needs to be if you remember it, that means it was worth remembering and there's right. probably a climax and probably a peak and valley and probably a crazy uh sort of emotional awakening inside of it and and you can write about any point along that storyline yeah. you know you can write about the point where you were really really upset or really really happy but the thing is is that like i would never try to sit down and write a song about like the entire point of events and tell the exact story because once you have a little bit of time away from the actual onset of the event, you learn a lot about like what you were supposed to take away from it. Oh. And then that being that ends up being the message okay. of the song. Okay. So you're not actually writing about like, oh, this happened during the day and then I kind of felt like that and then this is how it ended. You're taking more so the feeling of the end and crafting that into a song? Exactly. Nice. Exactly. It's the takeaway. It's okay. like the massive takeaway and like if that's your chorus, then the verse will be sort of the exposition. And that'll be like, this happened, then this happened, then this happened. And then the pre would be like, and I don't know how I feel about it, but then the chorus would be like, this is exactly how I feel about it, you know? (laughs) This is so interesting. Like, I feel like there's, not like strategic in a bad way, it's just, you. it's thought out like you really have to like make it all come together and then make it make sense and then also like put music behind it it's like such an insane process and just from like what you're telling me and what nick tells me like you write a song a day i try to i try to it ends up being probably closer to like four to five songs a week like that's like the average um that's still more than i was ever able to do in college just because of time the brain power that must take you know what? It gets easier. Yeah. The same way that commuting to work, it'll get easier. You don't have to remember exactly the stop that you need to get off at right. at each subway station. You don't need to remember that every day because you're doing it every day. You know, right, you get more right. comfortable with it. So, for example, my the hypothetical subway stops are, are the, the fear that I encounter along the process. Okay. and. That's something that I've learned how to get over by repetition, by sitting down in the chair every day and challenging myself to write a song. 
I've gotten over the fear because sometimes as a songwriter, for example, you'll write a really good song. You're like, this is, this is it. I want to put this out. I want people to hear this. Like everyone's going to love me. And then you go to sit down the next day to write another song and you're like, oh, damn, I'm terrified to sit down and write right now. Yeah. And it's like, why are you so scared? It's because you, you want this song to be as good as the one yesterday. And that's, what's so crazy about being a songwriter. There's so much, at least where I'm at, there's a lot of ego Mm -hmm. that's involved and I'm, I'm working on taking that ego out of it because the more I can do that, the more I can be an authentic songwriter. You do know? you feel pressure to write a better song than the last every time you sit at the chair? Like, or, and I don't know if this is how like the mindset in this situation works, but are you okay with, okay, this is a good song. Wasn't as great as the one I wrote yesterday, but like this I like, or is it, it has to be better than the one I wrote yesterday? That's what I'm working on right now. Okay. So sometimes I will feel those things. Okay. Sometimes I, w- I will feel like this one's cool, but like, I just wouldn't want to put it out. I, I, I wouldn't want to put it out. Sometimes what I'll feel is I'll sit down to write a song and get a verse and a pre-chorus in. And I'm like, it's like 75% there. Like it's not, it, but, it, but it could be, but it could be. And there's always that could, right? And when there is that could, I usually want to just stop working on it. Because at that point, there's so much fear involved, right? Now I'm trying to predetermine the end of this song when a true song will just come out. Right. A true song will just happen. It'll it'll write itself. Right. It won't take as much like brain power or effort. Right. Like it will kind of flow. Exactly. You and go that's on when autopilot. you know you probably have a good one. That's it. That's it. Recently on my Spotify wrapped, all of my top artists and songs had you involved in some way. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and I'm not kidding. Oh <laughs> it was my like God, I, love I you. think he was like, I don't know. I think Post Malone might have made it. It was like circles. I think it was like circles. Matthew Costello, Week, <laughs> Devil, Sunday Dinner. And I was like, oh, this is happening. So Matthew has some songs out with Sunday Dinner. Stream them on Spotify. Are you on Apple Music too? Yeah. Okay. Devil, Week, Still Want My Love, Curious. Oh my gosh, all actual bangers. <laughs> but now let's briefly discuss your newer music so things that haven't been released yet what's your process where are you at what are your plans yeah so right now because i'm on my individual music path and i'm i'm gearing up to release songs for original uh for my independent project i am sort of in a a space of like content creation and i've been able to kind of find the love for content creation i I was trying to make content like a long time ago and it just, it wasn't working because I just, I wasn't resonating with the content. And so the people weren't resonating with the content. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I resonate with the content, I think that like the reactions have been a little bit better and people have been more engaged with like what I'm doing. That's probably 40% of what I'm doing. Okay. It's, it's a big chunk. It's a big chunk because yeah. content is so important these days. Right. And then the other half is just creation. And I, I sort of put together like a release plan. So I have all the way from... Uh, August 12th through November 12th planned out in terms of releases. Wow. Um, and like the songs might need a little bit more polishing. They need like the, the last like 15% of work on them. I, I, I'm, I'm ready to go with them. So. so you'll be releasing one song a month on the 12th yeah. until November? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Every, every like four to five weeks, you should see a new song coming. Wow. Out. Yeah. That is also 
I think, brilliant in terms of promoting your music. It gives people something to look forward to. Right. You know it's coming out on this day every month. Right. That's like, you know, I feel like the business side of things. Like, that's a smart way to go about releasing and promoting your music. For sure. That's a smart idea. For sure. But what's interesting about it, and like, it, it works for so many reasons, but emotionally, it's kind of hard to, to get uh, comfortable with because today's August 3rd. And I just planned out the song that I want to release in November. And so what that means is that I have to live with that song from now until November 12th. Okay. And now is that like a bad thing because you want people to hear it like you're anxious or you have time to maybe go back in and edit and revamp and now you're getting in your head about maybe it's not as good. That's more what it is. Okay. That's more of what it is, and the reason why that sucks is because, like, when I write something new now that feels like, oh, man, like, people need to hear this. This is my new sound. Like, I'm developing. Like, like I want them to understand that and, and, and feel that. I feel like, you know, what you're also alluding to is that, like, an artist or a songwriter is constantly changing. Like, personally, like, their growth is developing and they're changing, which then I think reflects the music and how they write, or maybe even just their process overall. I'm really excited. August 12th, what's after August? September 12th, October 12th, and November 12th. Yeah, maybe I'll push, you know, one back a week, depending on okay. whatever may happen. But, okay. um, but you know, there'll be announcements month. for each one and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that is kind of your personal project. Yeah. Are they your songs you wrote, or is it the whole Sunday Dinner like group releasing it, or it's like Matthew Costello with Sunday Dinner record label? So what what you'll see is it, the song will come up on my page. Okay. The song will be on, under Matthew Costello, um, and nowhere will it say Sunday Dinner. But because I'm an artist who's signed to Sunday Dinner, um, if you if you scroll down to the bottom of the song on Spotify, you'll see it'll say Source, and then Sunday Dinner Music Group. Okay. Uh, LLC and that's mm. us right we're also going to put out songs from the Sunday Dinner account treating Sunday Dinner as an artist so right. Sunday Dinner is two things right. a record label which is like the big umbrella and then the the tier right below that is an artist but I'm also an artist so is Nick Spat so is Joe Novello so is Vince so we'll is Kalea all so be under Sunday whole, Dinner yes. record label exactly okay yeah do you have plans for Sunday Dinner artist to continue to produce music, or sorry, I should say write songs and then have it produced by your record label. Yeah. Okay, so we can expect music from Sunday Dinner artists as well. Yes. Cool. Like here and there, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but it's it's really, really cool because, like, you know, actually yesterday we were talking, like, why did we even establish a record label? Like, like you know, if somebody were to have asked us, like, we wanted to sort of get to the source and understand why. And the reason why we did it was because there was a necessity for it. And that necessity came from us wanting to have options. Like we wanted to be able to release under Sunday Dinner as an artist, under Matthew Costello as an independent artist, under um, Kalea as an artist, um, under literally a, a different like production duo. You know, if, if we wanted to work with a different production duo, like I'm starting a group with me, Sawyer and Joe, and that's going to be its whole other separate artist group. So under Sunday dinner, under record? Sunday dinner. Wow. Okay. So having a record label allows us to just let creativity, yeah. this unpredictable beast, just roam free. Do you have plans or goals of trying to get other artists maybe not within your inner circle to like join your record label or yeah. you like you take them on as clients yeah 
Yeah, so we've already, uh, we just contracted our first EP. Um, so we, we're actually just finishing up the mixes like like after next week. And that's our first like commission sort of deal. We just got hired by like this, like this artist, like medium sized artist, like nothing crazy to just uh, mix her EP and that's it. So she recorded it, sent us the recordings and then we go through and like we just kind of polish everything up, make it sound bigger and stuff like that, clean it up. That's kind of another side of it, which is which is fun because we all love to mix too, you know, right. so we can get hired for small projects like that. You know, we, we signed a contract with her for that EP under the, the label. So but that's it's, how you start, yeah. you know, you got to start somewhere. Exactly. And then who knows? She spreads the word. She's like, I love what they did with my EP. She right. refers her friend. Now you have another client. And that's how it truly expands. Exactly. Before we wrap up, I want to give the opportunity for you to share your Instagram information, your Sunday dinner information, your personal account too, just so people can hop on the train that I've been on for a while and get with the program of listening to freaking great music. So go ahead, Matthew. <laughs> Sweet. So I'm posting a lot on TikTok um, under matt.castello, M-A-T-T dot C-A-S-T-E-L-L-O. And same exact thing for Instagram. And if you want to follow Sunday Dinner, um, we're going to start posting very soon. And that is at Sunday Dinner Music. Remember us little people when you make it big. Stop. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that to you. Just remember, this is the first podcast you were ever on. <laughs> Absolutely. I can never forget. Thank this was you great. so much for coming all the way here to record this with me. I had so much fun. I hope people who are interested in music take a lot of this away and hopefully inspire them to start their own, you know, passion yes. project and their dream and write music if that's what they want to do because I think you have a lot of amazing knowledge and experience and I hope that it rubbed off on someone who may need it at this time. So, I hope so too. Thank I you for so. coming. Thank you so much for having me. We will see you next week. Follow the podcast at Hear Me Out Official DK. Bye. Bye. <laughs>